Town Bank Mortgage, NMLS number 512138, is an equal housing lender. This podcast is for informational purposes only. And now, the man born with a 5 o'clock shadow and with the NMLS number 2028201. He is a gentleman. He is a scholar. He is... Tyler Crawley. Oh, that's right. Christmas time has come to the Markets and Mortgages podcast. I don't know why I said it that way. The Markets and Mortgages podcast. I am the aforementioned host of this podcast. You know, let's keep the music going. I paid for it. Is it okay if I dance on air? (laughs) This was a lot better when I was not on video because then... (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> you can't see me trying to dance. Um, all right, welcome everyone to the Tuesday edition of the Markets and Mortgages podcast. I am your host, as I mentioned before, Tyler Crawley. And yes, Christmas has come to the Markets and Mortgages podcast, but also, of course, the newsletter and the website as well. So it's all Christmas themed. And I've always done that even when I was on the radio um, always kind of change things. You, you don't change it for every holiday, but Christmas is the big one. It's the big holiday, and that's the one that you can change it for. And if you notice in studio, the uh, backlights of um, of my studio, normally it's blue. I, I like the blue color, uh, very masculine, I like the blue color. Um, but now I got red and green, if you, can, if you can see in the background. If you're watching on YouTube, what's funny is that when I originally set it up, I had to kind of I was looking at the shot and I went oh man all you can see is the red and I felt like Joe Biden remember that speech he gave where it was like like that dystopian dictator with like the red all in the background I said "Ooh, that's not a good look let's uh, make sure you can see some of the green so I think you can see the red and the green and if you're only going to see one color I'd rather be green even if you're going to make fun of me and call me um, some kind of environmentalist or something um i was like i gotta make sure it's not just the red because that's not it's not a good look man you can have like fire like in the background so i got red and green here because it is the month of december and christmas time not not how many days is it it's i'm trying to 20 20 days right i'm doing the math no, no i'm sorry 19 days 19 i think i'm doing the math correctly don't don't ask me to do math off the top of my head. That's why I like to have a calculator in my pocket. Um, but yeah, 19 days, December 6th. So 19 days until Christmas, which means 18 shopping days. So get on it. All right. It is the Tuesday edition of the podcast, which means you know, some, some you know, Mondays are better than others. This was actually not a bad Monday, considering this week is incredibly dull. I mean, after last week with all those reports after Thanksgiving, I mean, this week just feels anemic to say the least. So we are going to be discussing a latest report from Black Knight looking at home prices uh, as well as, well, inventory levels as well from Black Knight and inventory levels from the weekly report from Altos Research. We'll also look at what's going to be happening this week on this anemic week for new data. So let's start with home price appreciation. So for the last two years, every time we've looked at home price appreciation, it has been in the double digits 
and I would say and beyond, but no, it's just been a higher double. We haven't gone to the triple digits. We did that. I know it got crazy during the pandemic, but we never got to 100% appreciation. Um, but it did reach levels we've never seen before. 20%. I think the high was like 22% year over year, but we know that is no longer the case in home price appreciation has been slowing thanks to month over month declines with home prices and black Knight's mortgage monitor report for the month of October has home prices slowing down to now for the first time in two years, we're in the single digits for year over. So we're still positive, but we've reached the single digits. The uh, home price index slowed to 9.3% in October. This was the lower then last month, obviously, 10.6%. Uh, it is the first time in two years that appreciation has fallen into the single-digit category. So home prices fell 0.43% month over month, and that was the fourth straight decline of month-over-month data. Now, if you are looking for a silver lining, I got you. A little bit. So all these reports, like a little sliver of a silver lining, a sliver of a silver lining. The month over month annualized slowdown, 1.3%. So that's the the year over year falling into taking us from 10.6 to 9.3. That was the slowest slowdown. (laughs) That makes sense. Um, It was the slowest slowdown of 1.3% since May. And the month-over-month drop was the smallest since we started going negative uh, back when home prices hit their peak in June. So if you're looking for a silver lining, it's not the best, but there's one available. And there it is. Uh, Now, of course, the big... Everyone talks about rates. Rates obviously having an, an, an oversized impact right now on the housing market, but mostly because... Normally, when you think of home affordability, you think prices, but because prices have stagnated or in this case, starting to see drops month over month, now all of a sudden it's about um, rates and that's what's going to have the bigger impact on home prices or I should say home affordability and because home prices or excuse me, rates have skyrocketed, it's put home affordability at a 40 year high, which means homes are very unaffordable and that what has caused this major slowdown in the housing market and the good news once again a sliver of a silver lining is that home affordability did improve in october but barely so as of november 17th the monthly principal and interest payment on the median priced home purchased with 20 percent down was $2,171. This is down a whopping $65 from September. But you know what the thing is? If, if, if it's $65 every single month, after a few months, that's going to start adding up to people being able to afford a home. But the problem is down $65 month over month, up $838 from the same time one year ago. That's a 65 percent increase. Uh, This represents 37.4% of the median monthly household income 
down just slightly from the October number of 38.5%. And where do you think the least affordable market is right now in this country? California, Los Angeles. (laughs) This is insane. So the payment to income ratio has the Los Angeles market. It's actually down from its peak. It is down to 73.6%. That's actually down from the 76.6%. However, that is 38.1 percentage points higher than its long run market average, which by the way, is up from other markets. I think the average, you know, is right around like 33%, maybe 30%. And I mean, 76%, that is, that's insane. In Los Angeles, 76% of your income is going to go to your home. <laughs> I mean, that's just like, you wonder why there's no homes being sold in the way. There's your answer. Um, inventory, obviously an important factor in all of this. And what's amazing is, is if you went to most people back at the start of the year, all the, all the um, housing crash bros, the people who've been predicting the housing market was going to crash. It was always based on this sort of idea that home prices were just going to reach this level that they just couldn't stand anymore. And, you know, kind of like 2008, they reached levels that were just irrational and, you know, the famous irrational exuberance and prices were going to fall. That never actually really happened because homes, because of the low rates, were still affordable even though the prices were rising because rates were falling. What really turned this all around was this unprecedented level that mortgage rates have reached. I mean, we're talking you know, 22, 25-year highs. For mortgage rates, that's what's putting the downward pressure on prices. But everyone thought that it was going to be inventory. Like all of a sudden, everyone was just going to sell their... Because that's what happened in 2008. We had this inventory glut. All of a sudden, you know, people's loans reset. They couldn't afford the higher rates. They couldn't afford the payments. You know, they couldn't afford all of a sudden. So just, you know, interest only. It was actually going to be principal. They couldn't afford it. And so they had to dump their house on the market. And that's not happening here in 2022. And no one is really predicting it. I mean, we've we've seen some ideas that maybe we'll see it in the springtime. We'll see a bigger than expected or bigger than normal increase to inventory. But as of right now, we're just not seeing it. I mean, homes are not being listed. Uh, In October, new listings remained 19% below pre-pandemic levels, while the inventory deficit, that 40%, 511,000 homes, was a marginal improvement over the 43% shortage in September, inventory levels continue to run well below the long run average. So we are not seeing people dumping these homes. And we know why. I mean, a lot of times it's because what are you going to do? You know, in 2008, it made sense to walk away from your home because all of a sudden rents had plummeted you're going to go rent. Rents have not plummeted. Sure, we've seen some reversal slow down, but not enough where if someone bought a house in 2020 or even 2021, does it would it make sense for them to walk away from that house or sell it and try and buy another one with mortgage rates where they are? And speaking of people buying homes in 2021, or I should let, let's talk about 2022. 
So the median home price nationally is down 3.2% from the peak, which we saw in June. You know, every month we've seen like, you know, 1%, half a percent, you know, this month 0.43%. Unfortunately, so if you bought a home at the peak in June of 2022, uh, you might now be underwater, depending on how much money you put down, depending on your situation. So as it stands right now, 8% of 2022 purchases are now marginally underwater. This equates to about 250,000 borrowers, while another million borrowers have less than 10% equity. Now, that sounds like a lot, like, oh my God, like a million people are, are underwater. Now, of course, once again, does it really matter? I mean, everyone makes a big deal. Oh my God, your, your home, you, you owe more on your home than what it's worth. Now that was a big issue in 2008 because people were trying to get out of those homes and they couldn't sell them because you couldn't reset your loan. You couldn't do anything. You're, you're in a horrible position. People now are in a situation where they're planning on staying in the home. And so having your house immediately go underwater is not a problem. Now, if you're underwater 10 years from now, five years from now, that's a different story, but buying a house and then going underwater in the first six months Sounds horrific, but it's not. That's why we're in a declining market. Mortgage rates sort of normalize, or at least, I mean, technically they're normalized now. (laughs) If they go to the new normalized, that is a different story. Then all of a sudden, you see home prices start to tick back up. I mean, some people are still projecting that in 2023, we could see positive home price growth. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, those, those numbers are dwindling from where they were six months ago, but there are still people out there. But it's also important to put this into perspective. So there's about 50 million outstanding mortgages, and we're talking about 250,000 underwater borrowers, which equates to 0.5% of outstanding loans. Uh, and the data also shows that pretty much every single person who bought in 2021 is still positive. So we're talking about people who bought at the housing market high home prices are going to fall from there because of what's happened with mortgage rates. But over a five, 10 year timeline, which is where, you know, people stay in their homes. Um, they should be in a good position. <laughs> they, they really, they really should. Um, Brian Grabsky, I think I'm saying that right. President of black Knight had an interesting point about the relationship between rates and inventory saying, quote, Though seemingly counterintuitive, the much higher rate environment may be limiting the pace of price corrections due to its dampening effect on inventory inflow and subsequent gridlock in home sale activity. While the median price is now 3.2% off its June peak, a 1.5% drop on a seasonally adjusted basis, in a world of interest rates at 6.5% and higher, affordability remains previous or perilously close to a 35-year low. Add in the effects of a typical seasonality and one might expect a far steeper correction in prices than we have endured so far. But the never ending inventory shortage has served to counterbalance these other factors. And he brings up a good point, which is it's down 3.2%, but seasonally adjusted 1.5%, which means normally during this time, the winter months, especially holidays, you see home prices fall. Because the activity kind of drops. Everyone's, you know, worried about what they're going to be doing for Christmas, worried about what's going to be happening in the new year. They're not buying a house. This is 
you know, historically kind of a downtime for real estate. So normally home prices drop. They are dropping more than normal. That's why even adjusting for, you know, seasons, it's still down. But it's important to remember that home prices do tend to fall during not last year, (laughs) obviously, and the year before, but in a normal housing market that does happen. So it's interesting because you're not seeing all these homes run to market, which is not pushing downward. You know, you have this huge inventory, you know, all these homes all of a sudden appearing on the market, you would see a lot more downward pressure on home prices. So it's, it's kind of this weird situation. Now, speaking of inventory, Altos, of course, every week has their weekly survey. I'm a big fan of it. And once again, for the fifth straight week, inventory levels fell according to Altos. They are now at 500 and or excuse me, 549,000 single family homes are on the market. That was a 2.5% drop week over week. So from Thanksgiving, week later down 2.5%. That's now down almost 5% from the peak of 577,000 at the end of October. The median price of a single family home was down to 415,900. What's funny is that last week it was 419,500. Now it's 415,000. 900. I just thought that was kind of weird. Uh, This is only 0.8% lower than last week and is now down 8.4% from the mid-June peak. Mike Simonson, CEO of Altos, is predicting home prices will end the year at around $400,000. So that's just kind of like a median single-family home across the country. Price reductions also continue to fall, now down for the third straight week to 42.5%. That is down from the 43.2% peak we saw in early November. And interestingly enough, the price of new listings has now fallen to the same level that it was at last year. That's 349,000. Simonson is predicting that the price reductions will start climbing again in February especially if rates are over that 5.5 threshold, because what's going to happen is people are going to start getting ready. I think we could see a very interesting spring buying season, maybe even more activity than normal, not 2021 or 2000 or 2021 or 22 levels, but more than normal. Because I think, I mean, this, this is a very slow time, historically slow time. I mean, we went from historically fast to historically slow. And I think a lot of people are saying, you know what? I'm going to wait until spring. So we could see a lot of homes hit even more so than normal. And if rates are still high, affordability is still an issue. That is going to put downward pressure on prices, which is why Simonson's predicting more price reductions start climbing again in February. So real quick here before we go, do you want to let you know to expect happening this week? Uh, here Tuesday, we got the CoreLogic Home Price Index. That'll be out at around 8, 9 a.m., somewhere in there. Uh, 8.30, we're getting the trade deficit data. It's expected to have jumped almost 10% to $80 billion in October. On Wednesday, We're getting some UK housing data. The Halifax House Price Index is expected to show year-over-year growth slowing to 7.1% after a point 
1% monthly decline. Then we'll get mortgage demand and rates for the U.S. Uh, Thursday, initial jobless claims, of course, are expected to rise to 230,000. Mortgage rate data at noon. And then China's inflation rate, we're getting that at 8.30 p.m. on Thursday, expecting to hold at 2.1%. And then on Friday, producer price index is supposed to fall to 7.2%, which once again, another month where we're getting the PPI before the CPI. I always thought the CPI came out before, I thought, right? Didn't that used to be the way? For some reason, I feel like PPI is now coming out uh, before CPI. So kind of a really not, there's no real big reports this week. I mean, they're just, there isn't. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Uh, next week, we're getting a lot of data. We got, of course, CPI, big one, and then the Fed decision that's happening next. So kind of a kind of a down week. So we'll have some fun this week here on the podcast now fully in Christmas mode, as you can see here in the studio. You guys enjoy your Tuesday. We will talk to you Wednesday morning for another edition of Markets and Mortgages. And remember, as always, do not wait to buy real estate. You buy real estate and wait. Wait.